get my bearings while I guide my hand around the slimy protrusions of bone and limb inside the huge, fleshy cavity of the cow's uterus. There is a calf in there as expected. But prod and pry as I might, I can't find the head. Or the feet. In a carving, the front feet should come out first, followed by the head in what we call the Superman position. When you put your hand in, you want to feel the front hooves and the nose right there near the entrance, ready to do their up, up and away thing. But all I can feel here is tail. It's trying to come out bum first, I say. Often backwards calves are not a big problem. If both back legs are leading the way out of the birth canal, you can just attach a rope to the legs and pull the calf out. It's routine, with just a slightly higher risk of tearing on the way out. But bum first with the back legs pointing away from the birth canal is called a breech position. It adds a couple of degrees of difficulty. As the winter storm wraps itself around Coolangatta Mountain, full of malicious chill that makes you think it's snowing somewhere, I've got to say I question my judgement in returning to the business of treating large animals. Why don't farmers have roofs over their crushes? And where is the tea room? Anthony and I race to the car to grab a bit more gear as the first drops of rain begin to splash. Back at the crush, I draw up the local anaesthetic for the epidural through an 18 gauge needle. This needle is so huge, just looking at it makes grown men faint. But not cranky black cows, unfortunately. She thrashes about something fierce. I lift a tail and run my hand up its base, feeling for the articulations of the vertebrae where the tail meets the body. I've got to get this big fat needle directly into the space around the spinal cord of this bucking cow. Here goes nothing. I plunge it in and hear a tiny hiss as the bleb of local anaesthetic that was left in the hub of the needle disappears into the cow. This is good. The space around the spinal cord is under negative pressure. It's a vacuum, so it actually draws a little bit of the drug in from the needle without me pushing. Then, when I empty the contents of the syringe, I feel the tail go floppy, so I know I've hit the mark. It will deaden the back of the birth canal and vagina, but she'll still be able to feel a lot of what's going on. A more complete epidural would numb the whole area, but could cause her to lie down, and I need her to be standing. I give her another shot to stop the pushing. I'm going to have to do a lot of pushing and pulling myself to manipulate this calf around, and if she's trying to shove the calf out, I'll lose the battle of strength. Meanwhile, Anthony has sent Tom off to get us a bucket of water. Tom comes slowly back with it across the muddy yard, and Anthony pours iodine into it. I dip my arms into the dark yellow liquid right up past the elbows to sterilise them. There are no gloves for this job. My fingers will need all their feeling and dexterity for the elusive bits of calf I'll be trying to grab. I pour a few blobs of green lubricant onto my hands so they're now an ugly yellow greenish brown. While the calf's bum is at the birth canal, its back legs are pointing in the wrong direction, towards the cow's head. My aim is to get hold of the back feet and pull them around 180 degrees so that they point out of the birth canal instead. Before I can do that, however, I have to push the calf deeper into the uterus. By the time I'm ready to put my yellowy, greenish brown arms back in to get this calf out, the rain is coming in sideways, driving into my back. Twilight has descended early. The cow bucks and bristles. She's trying to turn her head like she wants to get a good look at the person she needs to get her revenge on. See you, Jimmy. I can feel that a calf is a big one, and it hasn't left much room inside. I push hard on the calf, moving it back deeper into the uterus. I simultaneously pull at its feet, 
grunting and groaning with my neck pressed hard into the black butt of this cow. It takes all my strength, emotional and physical. These are not natural movements for me or the beast. It almost comes as a surprise when that first leg swings back around and I'm able to pull it up and out. I quickly tie a strap to it, which I leave dangling out the back so that when I get the other leg around, we can start to pull. I feel more than a bit pleased with myself. After four years away, I still have it. I look over to the caretaker. Old Tom is standing off to the side, and it's a bit hard to pick up the appreciative nods I'm sure he wants to give me because he's battling to keep a big umbrella pointed into the horizontal rain. I glance over to Anthony to acknowledge his professional approval. While I'm sure he knows that I know what I'm doing, I still feel a need to prove it. Anthony's standing right next to me, holding the cow's tail to keep it out of the way. He's also performing another vital service, sheltering me from the southwesterly blast. My back is cold and wet.